Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new episode of the Dianix Podcast. It's a day late, but who's counting? And I, I, It's like plus or minus when I'm going to put these podcasts out. Tentatively, I got it Tuesday and Friday, but on Instagram, I put it Tuesday-ish, Friday-ish, and or both. So you might catch me one week twice, you might catch me one week once, and you might catch me on the right day, or you might catch me on an off day. But, uh... Either way you look at it, the podcast is coming out. Apologize for the day late. But uh, we here. This is E. Rue. Die our next podcast. Let's go. That's from the artist formerly known as Most Deaf, Mr. Yasin Bey. That's mathematics. That's the name of this episode. This is mathematics. Plus and minus on what's going on with this roster and just Nick Phantom in general. All right, we started off with the with the math. Nothing tricky here, just the basics. We got a starting five. Who's in our starting five? Right now, we got uh, Moody Eye. We got Tim Hardaway Jr. We got Ennis Canners back in the starting lineup. Right now, we got Kevin Knox and Noah Vinley. And I see a lot of guys out there that are getting so mad about this roster. Not about the roster, but just, just losing games. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's getting mad about the losing games. But, I mean, please take a look at the roster. You got Noah Vinley. Who is Noah Vinley right now? Who is he? He's a guy that's like just like hoping that he could be in the league next year. You know, you got Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is a one-year player. You know, you, you don't know what he's, what he's going to get. You know, it's going to be a learning curve. He might hit the wall. There's a lot of things associated with that. We got Ennis Cantor, a guy that was like notoriously known for coming off the bench because he can't play defense. Nothing's changed much in his career. Still is not playing no defense. Then you got Moody Eye. Everybody was ready to um, send Moody Eye back to China at the beginning of the year. You know, especially last year, everybody was like, yo, the guy's trash, you know. Now this guy, he keeps dropping 30-something point games. I see people out there talking about the contract gear and stuff. That could all be true, but, you know, it also could be that the guy just finally got it. You know, if if everyone wants to wait for uh, Frank to develop, some, maybe um, Moody I needed time to develop. Maybe this is his time to go. Anyway, Tim, that's another guy, Tim Hardaway Jr. It took Tim Hardaway Jr. damn near, how old is that dude, like 27? It took that guy like, like um, you know, six, seven, eight years, whatever, how long he's been in the league to, to finally get it together. And Tim Hardaway's been playing like an all-star. You know, sometimes he starts off cold, but then he comes back. Sometimes he just starts off. He's like, wow, this guy's good. Anyway, you know, that's our starting lineup. But, you know, you, you can't really go with that lineup and expect them to consistently beat teams, you know. These guys can't even consistently be in the NBA, you know, let alone, you know, play NBA teams, you know. Well, we can go down the line, you know, with the with the bench guys. You know, everyone's favorite uh, rookie, Alonzo Trier, he's there. You got Dotson, that's everybody's favorite second year player, Dotson. Then you got like you got guys like Mitchell Robinson, you know. What's the guy? I, I'm I'm about to say Tim, but Mr. Lance Thomas. We got Lance Thomas. I mean, it's it's just like a bunch of like retreads and guys that never did nothing, you know. And you know, you really can't expect to win like this, you know. Who's our Who's our backup uh, big man? Who's our backup? power guy you know is it mario hazona is he our backup power forward you know who is mario hazona you know he had like like a good stretch last year in orlando 
and so far he hasn't really done much as a Nick. You know, he's been it's been like a lot of energy, but a lot of inconsistency between whether he's gonna like score one night or defend another night. He's never the like on the same night. It's very rare that it's on the same night that he does both. You know, so you know you can't really get too you can't really get too hyped up about the wins and losses, man. Wins and losses plus and minus, that's the math, man. But what you could get hyped up for is who actually is gonna stick. You know, we're gonna have cap space, but that cap space number hasn't um hasn't really solidified itself yet. You know, because um there's a potential to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. There's a potential to trade Courtney Lee. There's even a potential to trade some of our, our guys that um that are on one year contracts like Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor is is um, probably like the best contract in in the NBA as far as like dumping salary. So if any um team out there wanted to dump like say one of their high paid players, you know, borderline all star, possibly an all star, Ennis Cantor's contract he's making like seventeen, eighteen million million a year. That's a nice piece of change to get snatched off somebody's roster. So that's stuff to think about, man. We can't really get too hyped up about what's really happening this year. Because, I mean, this year technically really didn't happen yet. Because, like, you know, so many different changes could happen. The NBA trade deadline didn't get here yet. So, I mean, things things could happen, man. You know, we, we could end up with, like, with like a, a a shell even more than what it is. You know, it, this roster really is a shell. But it's like it's like a ghost. It's like a ghost shell kind of. Because, people, you know, people want to win now. They see the guys that we have. But we really do have, like, a shell. Like a skeleton track, if you will. Well, right now I would, uh, I would uh, buy uh, Mr. Moody Eye. Mr. Moody Eye, I think this is what he is now. He's a big guy. You can't stop him from getting into the paint. When he stops and then the paint slows down, you can't stop him from shooting. And if he turns, you can't stop him from doing that either. You know, and, and he flies up and down the court. You know, just as good as anybody. You know, so I see some people talking about they they, they wish he would pass more. Or I saw somebody say that um, on um, in the comments on somebody's page, he said that uh, he thinks that they need to get their assist up, and then a lot of people were agreeing. A lot of people were agreeing that he needs to get his assist up. You like um, somebody said uh, you like that he's never seen uh, Moody I get more than ten assists a game. Well, I mean, if anybody remembers, I think it might have been his debut, his day de- Nick debut. He might have had like. Either it was his Nick debut, his second game, or his third game, where he got he had a double double. So I mean, it's happened. You know, what I'm saying that, that's a, that's the thing with Moody Eye. People really forget. You know, what I'm saying they already have like a thought in their mind, or something something that somebody told them, or just listen to the reputation built by some somebody that doesn't doesn't even know basketball. You know, I, I actually touched on that on one of the prior po- on podcasts. If you can, just go back and check it out. But I'm not sure exactly which one. But I mean, people like to like to like. Just run with whatever whatever other somebody else says. If you watch the games and stuff like that, then you really know what's going on. You know what's going on because you watch. You know what I'm saying? You don't need somebody else to tell you what to do. Blah blah blah. You know you know how it is. So yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like a big fan of Moody right now. I really think that he's the, he's the guy. As far as shooting guards are concerned, I mean Dotson and Treya. Dotson and Treya. There you go. It's it's between those two guys. I I I kind of like the fact that I, I like the option of having either one because I, I feel like Treya Treya could be. Either like a, a starter, or he can be like a super guy off the bench. He could be like John Starks off the bench, or he could be like fucking Kobe Bryant starting. You know, so it's it's either or. And Dotson himself, Dotson could um could be like, I don't know, like think like who what think just think of a, a solid shooting guard. That's um Dotson right there. But Dotson can do that starting, and he could do it off the bench. And it's proven because um 
you know, Fisdale had him in the doghouse in the beginning, pulled him out the sky, and he came in dropping double figures, you know? So, I mean, you know the guy is going to be ready to play. So, this, this, I mean, that's an asset to have. You can't really get rid of this guy. So, I mean, I, I would be all in just having either one of those guys starting. It doesn't matter. Both of those guys. That, that, I think between those two guys, that's our shooting guards for the future. You know, we're going to get into the draft as it goes on. But, I mean, right now, without even thinking about the draft, without mentioning it, I think this guy, these two guys, those are our shooting guards. Now, as far as center, you can't. You can't realistically look at Ennis Cantor and say, this is our starting center. I mean, it's nice. He's, he's cool. You know, social media. He's fan favorite. He loves being in New York. You know, he plays hard. All that stuff is true. But the guy cannot play defense. He, he's becoming the butt of jokes amongst his peers. You know, his boy in OKC, you know, the center over there, he um he just, just said that they, they went at him because he can't guard a pick and roll. And then recently... This guy, uh, Devin Booker, was um, trolling him on on um, on um, Twitter because that, that's what we do nowadays, and saying that, that they went they went after him at, at, on the pick and roll, just abusing him on that because you know he can't defend it. He's a horrible defender. I mean, how do we how do you expect to win when you have players like that guarding? You know, the centers are supposed to be guarding the paint, and uh, if your center notorious for um, is notorious for getting abused in the paint, then how could we possibly win games? That's that's a hole right there. Now I know you want to insert Mitchell Robinson into that into that starting um, center spot, but another thing you got to be realistic, man. This is um, plus and minus. This is the plus and minus. This is the math. You cannot you cannot expect Ennis Cantor to be the center. You know with with his defensive um, liabilities. Anyway, he's gonna be a free agent at the end of the year at the year anyway. So we're gonna we're gonna um renounce his rights because we wanna be under the cast um, under the cap anyway. So we, we we're basically not gonna keep him. He's not in our in our plans. You know what I'm saying? And um Mitchell Robertson, as I was saying, you know, he could be the starter. You know, he has so much potential he has infinite potential. I mean the guy defensively is a monster. But I mean if you watch the tapes and stuff like that, you see the guy can knock down threes too. And he has a little bit a little bit of moves. He can face up and stuff like that, but he has yet to show it. And uh, in an NBA game, but I mean that's I mean that stuff is coming, but you know the big elephant in the room as far as like the roster is concerned, Mr. Kristaps Porzingis, you cannot expect Kristaps to come off of ACL and go right to like crossing dudes up from the power forward spot. He's not mobile. I mean you know he's not Lamarcus Aldridge from from San Antonio, and he's not uh, this guy um, Tim Hardaway. I'm not Tim Hardaway. Um, Tim Duncan. He's not Tim Duncan. You know he's none of these none of these guys. He's he's a new age NBA player, new age center. He's seven foot four. We cannot have him uh, in the high post, you know, with with like guys that are like six five um, def defending him. And that's what they do. That's what you do to defend Kristaps. Um, you put somebody smaller and um, foul him, you know, force the referee to call a foul. And then like like Kristaps um, can't move because he doesn't have any end moves like that. And he really shouldn't be trying to do things that um that like a like a Melo would do or things that like a Kawhi Leonard would do. You know he, he's just too big for that. He's a center, guys. He's a center. So with that being the case, we have to look at the power four spot. Right now we don't have one. Noah Vonley's nice, but I mean really Noah Vonley is a, is a backup guy. You know, like, if we didn't have Noah Vonley, um, this guy, Kyle O'Quinn, would be our starting power forward. But what is Kyle O'Quinn right now? Kyle O'Quinn is not even getting any burn on Indiana. You know, and Kyle O'Quinn is a good player. But if you want to win, these guys that are, are quote-unquote good players, they don't get burned on good teams. And Noah Vonley is one of those guys. He's not going to get burned on a good team. 
He might be nice to have on your bench, just in case. But, I mean, you're not going to rely on him. You're not going to um, put him in the, in the starting lineup and say, like, I'm going to try to win this basketball game. Because it's not going to happen. Now, there is some rumors out there about the power forward spot. There could be players available. But I'll talk about that later on in this podcast. So now you got Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox, he's our, our, our starting small forward for the future. That's it. That's really hands hands down with that. Because... um. You know whether whether Fisdale wants to play games with put it on Lance Thomas back in the starting lineup or Hisona or whatever. You know Knox is the future. We just need to leave that alone. Even if um Durant was was um to be signed, uh, you know whatever. That's kind of like a pipe dream. You know you can't really expect that to happen. I already talked about that in the last podcast. Please check those out. The last podcast, uh, you know, I was talking about the whole savior complex as far as people trying to get like superstar players, but um. In, in reality, and you know, we we really have to have to um, think think about building within. And Knox is already here, small four, young guy. He's um he, his um learning curve is pretty high. You know, like like I said, he might hit the wall this year, but as far as the future is concerned, just let the guy be the small four and let just let it be. You know what I'm saying? He can shoot the three. He's he's kind of falling in love with that, but he's becoming almost like damn near unstoppable driving you know to the basket especially in the full court in the full court he's been showing like like guys are like, are like um you know backpedal and they feel like they, they really can't do nothing with him when, when he's um going full speed up the court so that's my take as far as like the starting lineup is concerned so now let's just talk um wins and losses right now the Knicks right now you know like i've been saying it in this podcast for for you know for basically every episode we're not trying to win this year and I, we gave it the old college try in the beginning of the year you know, to see if we're going to win. You know, that's, that's what every team does. They want to see what they're made of, whatever. But, I mean, look, listen, it's, like, about to be January. Before you know it, it's going to be the All-Star break. Before you know it, it's going to be March, April, dog years of the season. So, I mean, it's like you can't really you can't really expect much from, from this year as far as wins and losses. So, I mean, that's not that's not what we should be thinking about it. anyway. The Knicks right now are 9-25. and 25. That makes us 1, 2, 3, 4. We're, like, the bottom four of the East right now. Um... Let me take it take it to the um, the other teams. Uh, I guess Phoenix. Phoenix is the only other team really that belongs in that that um that little area there. So that that, that would put the Knicks in the in the bottom five in the NBA as far as the draft is concerned. Now we just lost to uh, Phoenix. We lost to Atlanta. We lost to Chicago. We lost to Cleveland. We lost to all those guys, man. So I mean, this is what it is, man. But I mean, you can't you can't get so mad. I mean, like guys are getting real mad. But just check it. Top five. Who's in the top five of the draft right now? You know, um, you know, we got a lot of good guys in this draft. So anyway, just peep the list. You know, we got Zion. Zion is, is like is like the the crown prince of this draft. So after Zion, of course, we got um, R.J. Barrett. Then uh, we got his um, partner Cameron Reddish. You know what I'm saying? Those are the Duke guys. Then we got Bol Bol. Bol Bol is basically uh, Chris Tasbrazingas with a post game. You know, people talk about his legs and stuff like that, but I mean, Kristaps just um, towards ACL, so they're basically the same player. Except Bobo, like I said, he has a post game, so essentially Bobo is probably better. You know, people talk about the competition and in, in, um, for for Bobo, but if you're going to talk about his competition, then you got to talk about Zion and Barrett and all these other guys. You know, so anyway, just 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 to keep it rolling without complaining. Then you have that um, Japanese cat, the um, the dude. His name is I can't even pronounce his name. It's like uh, Rai, Ru, or whatever, Hachimura. Man, that's an ill name, man, but I wish I could pronounce it. 
But I mean, that's that's everybody's top five right now. It's been the top five since the beginning of the year. Those five guys. So you can't really go wrong. But if you, if you break it down, like um, like who do we need? We don't really have a power forward. So going forward, we can probably use one of those guys. So that this guy Hachimura, he's a power forward. Then you got Bol Bol. You know, everybody is like on the fence with with Chris Epps. He's a power forward, a center. So if if you want um uh Chris Epps to be the power forward, then make Bol Bol your um center. Bobo, we're all talking about the future here. Bobo can come in and he could be the starting center for the future right away. You know, even over Mitchell Robinson. You know, and and then why not have both? Why not have both guys in uh, in um you know on your on your team? We're we're the uh, developing team. You know, you can't like um say yes or no to any of these guys really. But then you know you got like um, R.J. Barrett, he could be a shooting guard, and also Reddish, he could be a shooting guard too. And both guys actually could be shooting guard or small forward. And regardless if you want Knox or Trier or Dotson as um in your rotation, you can always have or you know add one of those guys you know to, to the to the thing. Like I said, we're we're a young team. It doesn't matter if um if we have too much talent at one at one position. Like uh we're not winning anything to tell you the truth. You know, and and we if, if we um, stockpile all this talent, who knows? They might blend, and they actually might win with with that with that type of talent. That's what we have to do. A lot of everyone says, "Oh, we need the star. I can't wait till we get a star." But I mean, you know, sometimes you have to build your talent up too, and then maybe make a trade for a star. You know, you never, you never know. Anthony Davis is available. You know, uh, not not necessarily from Anthony Davis's um, standpoint, but from his team, the Pelicans. You know. Then it's like various other um, players around the league. People always are, are available. You know, you never know what what happens. You know, anybody could be available. So you, if you get, if you have the talent to trade, then you can you can make that move. Same thing like we like we did with um with Melo, but you know you you also want to have a, a smarter head when you when you go about doing stuff like that. Me personally, I think I think you really cannot pass up a guy like Bobo. I mean, like if, if he's on the board, and let's say let's say let's say we pick um. Yeah, let's say we pick one to three. If you pick one to three in this draft and Bobo is on there, we cannot I don't think we can let him go. You know, of course Zion. Zion is everybody's number one. I would I don't think I would pass Zion either, but I think Bobo's the um the clear number two guy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm old school or whatever. But I mean Bobo shoots threes and all that stuff too, so I don't know. And you know I, I you know, the whole twin tower thing is kinda cliche and it's kinda like, you know, kind of need to put that to rest especially what happened with um in our city but uh you know the having two guys seven foot four both shooting threes and i mean that's kind of hard to guard man and then you know you throw the the, um, the other guys in there as far as Knox and um Treyer and dotson and um and moody you have yourself a uh you know a clusterfuck for a defense to try to figure out you know what i'm saying yeah so i mentioned those um you know the top five and all that but i mean that's not like the only like players in in the draft that are good, you got um Nasir Little. He's pretty good. The only thing with him is he's six foot six, but he plays bigger than six foot six. In the NBA, six foot six, you know they got point guards um that that tall in the NBA. So um, you know he's like on the fence. He's like that dude that um Miami got that everybody was crying for that we should have drafted him, but we ended up drafting Chris Stapps. Well, who cares about that dude anyway? Then you got um John Morant. Yo, that that guy. I mean Ja J A. That shit is ill. John Morant, he's like the um the the number one point guard in the draft. There's actually now that I'm looking at the the board, there's like really not too many point guards in this draft, man. Especially in the first round, you know, 
I tell I tell you a player that I really want. I want that guy from um, St. John's. That uh that, that point guard. I can't think of the guy's name. I mean, he's a Brooklyn guy, and I really feel bad that I can't think of his name right now. But I mean, he's um he's from um, St. John's. What the hell is his freaking name? Ah uh, yeah 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 yeah. There you go. Uh, Shamori Pons. That's my dude right there. Six foot one guy, you know, but he, he is another guy that plays pretty tall. He plays, he plays like, um, like this guy. Um, uh, I'm about to start singing again. D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. He kind of plays like D'Angelo Russell, but he's just shorter. So, I mean, he's a guy that I would circle on, on, uh, on the draft board. And, um, he, he's a guy that might actually end up being undrafted, but it's kind of hard to do because, I mean, that guy is really playing his ass off in, um, in, in, um, college right now. But, I mean, you know, like, like I was saying, there's all this talent, man. Then you got Nash Reed, you got Jonte Porter. Uh, that's um, that that's that other dude's um, a brother, the one that um got drafted by um, Denver, and he hasn't played a, a game yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin um Porter, as far as um shooting guards and possible small forwards, I kind of like Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter got some game, man. The guy, the guy plays. I, I see they 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 like kind of like um comparing him to Harden. I can see the comparison because Harden is is like he's like a like a sneaky athlete, you know, he's really more skilled than than um as far as running jump ability. But um this guy Kevin Porter, he actually could jump. Fucking guy can actually jump out the gym. So I mean that's just that's just like a like a few like names out there that um that can easily be drafted by the Knicks or whatever whether or not they, they stay in the lottery excuse me, not lottery, stay in the in the top five or just fall down into the like the lower lottery. But the way things are going, we're definitely going to stay in that top five. You might actually, you know, actually get down into the top three. It's all good, man, because the uh, the draft rules are different this year. And it's not like one to 13, they can get the top pick. I think they actually cut it to like the top top three guys. Or maybe, I'm not sure if it's top five. You know, I don't really care. But I know they did change it. So the Knicks, you know, whatever you know, whatever happens with that, the Knicks are right there as far as, um, you know, trying to get that number one spot. So anyway, I, number one spot I got Zion, of course, and then I really think it should be Bobo if he's on the on the um, thing. I really, you know, I really can't see myself passing up a talent like that. I, I don't know if a GM could really do that, you know, pass up a talent like that. And we technically don't have a center. Like I said, Mitchell Robinson, he has the potential, but he's not really there yet, you know. So so there is a hole at the center spot. You know, we we can't just go into next year talking about Mitchell Robinson as our sheer cut number one guy at the center spot. And who are we gonna have um, behind um, Mitchell Robinson, Luke Cornett? Yeah, I mean Luke Cornett. But uh, if I had a choice between Luke Cornett and Bol Bol, I think I would just get Bol Bol. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, so I'm in Studio A right now, so I'm gonna go off the subject a little bit. But um, it's still, you know, dealing with the whole math theme. So I'm sitting in my studio, and um, a cop car goes by. Now I could see him in in the the rear view, and I could see him in the side mirror. But you know they kind of like creeping by, but um, you know I'm not a, I'm not a criminal or nothing like that. It's nothing I, I shouldn't be worried about anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm just chill, chilling in my studio. But um, they they rolling by, and for some reason I got a feeling like like I have like like three million pounds of of like heroin in my my trunk. You know, it's it's just the math. You know, like just me sitting in in, in my car minding my business, they can come up behind me and just stop the car and want to know what I'm doing. And next thing you know, that can go from what are you doing to, uh, you know, being on somebody's Instagram and becoming a hashtag. You know, I mean, it's not, it's kind of a crazy uh, segue, but I just I'm just thinking about that. You know, 
as far as like the basketball stuff is concerned, like you know, I'm I'm getting into like big big time like like calculations and stuff like that, heavy thinking about what's going on with this roster. But I mean, as far as as far as life is concerned, there's a lot of stuff that that goes on that that some people don't even think about. Like like um, how many people out there are worried about you know the police stopping them? You know, I'm just I'm just here chilling, minding my business, making a podcast, and that happened, and then. Enough for me to mention on my on my podcast, you know. So it's like it's kind of messed up. It's like it's um it's kind of like perspective. Sometimes you just gotta like, like sometimes you gotta like sit and just think about like what other people go through, you know, just stuff that they they deal with on, on a daily basis. You know, it it isn't like um you know coming to your equation, but you know it's in a lot of other people's equation. You know, it's kind of sad for that to be like that, but it's it's just kind of just kind of crazy. Well, I, I, I'll add something else to it. Say like um supervision like and um you know my day job that i have you know it's kind of it's kind of weird because you know the the supervision you know they they like walk the line between being like um like cool and being like you know business you know like freaking like company man and stuff and a lot of guys they they come from the same places that we all come from in new york whatever you know just like you know might have been like a street dude or might have been you know from the streets some kind of way or whatever, but you know, th- there's different codes, and this is the way the men talk to each other and things like that. But you know, I I just give you an example. I, I'm like I'm like just standing. You know, we we like we like in, in our little room or whatever, and um, I guess he's talking to somebody across. But I'm walking. I'm trying to get past him. So I, I said, "Excuse me," and I'm going past him. But because um, he's a supervisor, he feels the need that that he wants to show his dominance over me. So he makes a stiff arm kind of. Like in front of me, so I can't get past him, and then he starts to walk slowly across me while he's talking to the guy across the room. But I mean, he knows, you know, he heard me say excuse me, and, and he see that I'm coming past him, but he stops me in my tracks by doing that, whatever. So it puts you in a spot. It's like, yo, we at work, you know, th- you know, this is uh, my supervisor. Do I want to, um, do I want to beat his ass and lose my job over that, or am I just gonna let it go, turn around, maybe like, <laughs> you know, blow blow some steam, smile, and that awkward smile, and just keep it moving. So anyway, the ladder, that's what I did. I did the ladder. So anyway, I tell you that story because later on in the day, they start talking now. So now, you know, he's not a supervisor at this at this time. Now he's trying to be one of the guys. So he's like talking about like, oh, so uh this that and the other, you know, people use the job, you know, as as a thing, you know what I'm saying? Because they know nothing's gonna happen to them. This and the other. Then I'm saying to myself, or as he's saying it, I'm ignoring him because I, I don't engage in that type of conversation. But as he's saying that, I'm I'm thinking about, yo, this afternoon, you did the same thing. Not just once. He did. A, he did. He's just one of those guys that does the, that type of thing. He's like, like um, the, like the job and maybe like the title too, gives him like uh, makes him feel like like um like the or makes him like bigger than what who do you think really thinks he is, you know? So I mean, like he he just basically did the same thing that um that he's describing. Or oh, people use the job and hide behind the job to like you know whatever because they know nothing's gonna happen to him. Well, you basically do the same thing too. Like, oh, you're a supervisor and blah, blah, blah. And you're projecting a certain thing because you know that we're not going to do nothing to you. You know? Anyway, I also talked about, about something like that in um, prior podcasts too. You know, it's, it's not always about basketball. So, I mean, I, I guess it's cool to throw like a little story in there. Just, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's just interesting for you to, to know or just something just for you, to, for you to think about. You know, keep you on your toes out there. While I got you here, I just want to reiterate, man. I freaking love basketball. And I love talking about it. And, you know, I just, I love doing the podcast, you know. So, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. I may go hard about the subject. The last podcast, I went really hard. 
about um Dolan and selling the team and all that stuff. It went kind of hard, but it's all out of love, man. I fucking love it. I love talking about it. And you know, it is it is what it is, man. Bottom line, man, with that, with that, is is uh, you know, when it comes to I just keep it in the math, in, in the equation of life or whatever. When when you try to get the the solution, you got to keep it positive no matter what it is, you know, because you never you never know what's gonna happen. You know, I you know, I kind of believe in like um in energies and stuff like that, and I, I've also been pumping that on the podcast as well. But I mean, you, you got to keep your energies the same, man, because you're like you know you blow you blow smoke this way, you know you might you might attract something on the other side. You know what I'm saying? So everybody be cool and then we you know let's keep it moving. That's four three two one LL Cool J song. He had it was well first it was him on there, then he had Met the Man, Red Man, and also DMX. Now, you know how do I tie that in? How do I tie any of all the stuff into into basketball? But I mean that was like a big thing. Like like LL Cool J, you know he was the man. He was basically the, the star player on on the team, and he went and got Red and Meth, who was on fire at the time. You know going back and forth with them two, they were stars in their own right. When they got together, they became a whole new thing. But uh, DMX, DMX was his, um was somebody that he pulled out of nowhere. Somebody coming up, he was coming up with all those guys. But this was his real shot, kind of really, you know. So when he threw him on the um the LL Cool J joint, that was really like a coming out party. He's like, who is this dude? You know, who is this guy DMX? You know. So the Knicks are in in that kind of um scenario right now. Like we have Chris Stapps, you know, Chris Stapps right now. He basically fell off because of his knee. But you know, just like LL, LL come out with a hit. And they will fall off and they will come back. But that's what's exactly what's going to happen with Chris Tapps because Chris Tapps fell off. But, yo, he's definitely going to come back because, I mean, he's running. he was running sprints like months ago. Like, you know, a month ago he's running sprints. So, I mean, by by February, I mean, I mean the guy's going to be he's going to be back no matter what, what it is. And it definitely probably will be this year. You know, so there's nothing really to worry about with that. So, I mean, as far as like these other guys that I'm, that I'm talking about, like uh, Moody Eye. Moody Eye and... Um, uh, give me another guy, Moody Eye, and um, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whoever you want to plug and play to my analogy, and that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And then, like the newcomer coming, that could be Knox. DMX could be Knox. You know, that's, that's, that's my that's my analogy. Anyway, so it's it just some something to think about. Plenty of of great things to to think about, especially like I'm um, just going forward as a Nick fan. You know, that's a, that's just the basic math of the whole you know situation here. The Knicks are Knicks are bad now, and we're gonna be good, man. It's it's only it's only it's only a waiting game, you know. Right right now it's uh, December, you know. We only got like January, February, March, April, four more months. Season's over, and now then we're gonna be talking about the off season. Knicks are gonna be major players in the off season, man. Like I said, between now and the trading deadline, you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen with the Knicks, you know. So I, I'll get into that maybe in the next couple podcasts, whatever, before we end off this year. But I mean. I just want guys to, to stay focused, man. You know, the, the Knicks lose the game. You could be mad, man, but, I mean, you just got to let it go, man. This is not one of those years. You know what I'm saying? There's been plenty of years where we should have won, where we should have won games and we should have made it to the players and we should have done other things that I, I remember totally lose, losing my shit now when it comes to that. But I understand there's guys out there that are young. You know, they're, they're having, this is this is basically their Isaiah years. You know, this is basically, you know, their Scott Leading years or whatever. You can even take it even further back. But um, 
guys that's been around the block a few times, I mean, you got to see that you've been here before. You know, when um, Patrick Ewing, Ewing was here. Before Patrick Ewing was here, we had all the stuff going on. The drug era in the NBA. I mean, the Knicks were all a, all a part of that. You know, we, we every it seemed like every team had one. And we had ours too. So that's like a whole different thing to think. So, I mean, all that experience and, and, and life that you have as far as like what sports and stuff like that, especially with this city. I mean, what's going on right now? I mean, I, I really just don't see how, how you cannot be excited about what's going on with the Knicks right now. It's just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying my best to be a different voice. You know, to, to listen to without all the crying and stuff like that. You know, sometimes I get, like I said, I get a little bit too excited or whatever. But, I mean, it seems like people like it. Because, you know, people, are, you know, that, that, that my coworkers or whatever, they always mention whatever. Yo, you, yo, you did your thing on this, that, whatever. Or, yo, I like what you said or whatever. Then I got people sending me emails and, and stuff like that telling me what they what they think. Sliding in my DMs on um, Instagram and um you know, Twitter, I got my first message on Twitter, which made me laugh, you know what I'm saying? Because I got, I got like a love-hate relationship with that, with that Twitter thing, man. But, you know, just, since I'm talking about it, social media, um, Facebook, I'm on Facebook. That's Die Hard Nick's blog. Please go check it out and, and go like the page, man. I, I feel I feel like people are forgetting about my Facebook page. But, I mean, my Facebook page, that's my baby. I have like my most followers on, on that on that site. So, please um, check that out and whatever, you know. I, I wish I, I wish I would have um, came up with like a... a like a giveaway before Christmas, but I think I might actually do something like within the new year or whatever, just to get thanks to all, all my peoples out there that are that are following me and stuff. But you know, let me let me just wrap this up again. You know, we got Instagram. Instagram is Die Hard Nick's podcast. Check that out. That's um connected to the Facebook. So whatever you see on Instagram, you're gonna see on Facebook too. But sometimes I'll throw something in there that you won't see on Instagram, or sometimes I won't. I might you know. Or my my say something on Facebook that you might not see on Instagram, and then on Twitter, Twitter is Diehard Nick's PC, Diehard Nick's PC. So like the um the thing with with on uh, Insta with um Twitter is that uh you know you, you, I tend to um to monologue on there sometimes. I haven't really got into that really this hard with the, with this um profile that I'm using, but um I have been saying a couple of little things interacting with people there. But I'm I'm gonna in the new year I'm probably gonna use that more as like a as a Nick blog. You know, type of thing, like like what I used to do with the original um, Dianix blog on Facebook. I'm I'm just gonna like let it let it rip on um um, you know, on Twitter. So follow me on on Twitter too, so you can get in on the conversation. I'm really trying to um get in in it with um with some of the Nick fans out there. You know, I'm getting a little buzz out there, but you know, I, I really would like to start banging out with those guys, man. Because Twitter, like I said, is a whole different monster. And you know, I, I'm with the smoke now, man. Because I mean, it's all fun. I love the Knicks. Anyway, thanks for listening. I feel like I was uh, rambling a lot this uh, episode. Anyway, I'm probably rambling because I I, I kind of got off subject for a second. But it's all good, man. You know, everybody out there likes to listen to what they like to listen to. But I'm not going to give you anything having to do with games. You know, maybe once in a while I might, you know, focus on a particular game. But like, like I said, this is not that season. If you want to uh, talk about what happened in the game that you just saw... Then there's plenty of other places you can go to go to go get that information. But if you just want to just hear a guy shooting shit, you know, about whatever, you know, then keep on listening, man. Because this this is what this is what you're gonna get. Anyway, I appreciate everyone that does, man. So please um keep on tuning in, keep following, and please share, please subscribe, please like. If you want iTunes, get on there and give me a, a um a review. That would be awesome. If you if you are an iPhone, if you're one of those freaky guys that like to use iPhones and shit like that. 
you know, hit up on um, Apple Podcasts and find the podcast and then give me give me some stars and give me some um, comments, uh, and, you know, reviews on, on the podcast. Really would appreciate it, man, because because um, like I said, I'm, I am getting um, feedback, whatever, but I really I really would like to get the um, some feedback on um, on um, on um, iTunes. I really haven't um, haven't gotten any feedback from uh, from that platform. So yeah, you, um, I can't I, uh, I can't forget about Anchor. Anchor Anchor's the shit, man. If you on Anchor and you're like a podcaster on Anchor, hit me up, man. There's a, there's a feature on Anchor when you can um send direct messages to it, and then if you leave a message that's clean enough, man, I'll, I'll put you on the podcast, man. It's all about showing love with me. There's like like I said, I, I, I there's plenty of podcasters out there. I reached out to a couple of them. You know, maybe I might be able to do like a little collabo with them, or maybe just do a meetup where we can go grab a beer or something like that and watch the Knicks game together, just as Knicks fans. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm all, I'm all for it. So anyway, you know, thanks thanks for listening, guys. Man, I just, I just wanted to um take the time out to do that. Anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, I already gave thanks to everybody. I already shouted out the social media and everything like that. You know, I'm looking forward to the to the new year, but the next week um I'll, I'll get into that. We got Christmas coming up, and then we got like the day before um New Year. So look look out for like maybe like a, a year in review, possibly you know just like a. a I'm gonna do something similar to what I did for Thanksgiving, but maybe a little interactive thing with um with my close, close family and friends or whatever. So you might get a little taste of that. Like I said, a year in review is definitely coming. So enjoy those last two episodes before the New Year, guys. This is Eru the Any Star. Put the four fingers to the dome, tuck in the thumb, and salute the kid, y'all. Peace. <laughs>